now that I'm like totally on board with the Christmas kitty, I'm I'm into it. I'm ready. Maybe not enough people out there know about Christmas kitty oh, and Christmas how to kitty. get the Christmas kitty to uh, visit you. True. So you learned the lore now. Yes. What what can you tell the people? Um, you have to live a cozy life. Yeah, because cats live are, the coziest life, and they're fickle. Yes. Christmas kitty won't visit you if you're good, like like Santa. Santa is about morality. Yeah. You know what? Christmas kitty does what Christmas kitty wants. <laughs> Christmas kitty only goes to cozy places. So there's no guarantee Christmas kitty would visit you, but for best chances, yeah, be cozy. Um, be quiet. Be quiet. Leave some toys out. Toys. Maybe some tuna fish. Yeah. And uh, maybe the Christmas kitty will come. I like the like, maybe he won't come. She. She. Sorry. Mary Soul. Mary the Soul, Christmas the Christmas kitty. kitty. Right. I like that. It's just like, meh, Christmas kitty does what she wants. Yeah. As cats do. Yeah. As goes the world. You know what? You can't control it. It's not about whether you're good or bad. You know what? Sometimes you can be real good and you still get screwed over. True. And Christmas Kitty reminds us all of that. (laughs) And the legend of Christmas Kitty is kind of sad and reminds everyone of that too. Right. Because Christmas Kitty died and is now a Christmas ghost. Yes. Very um, Christmas Carol. I think the legend of the Christmas Kitty predates Christmas Carol. Oh, well, you know. I think Christmas Carol is very... Christmas Kitty? Christmas Kitty. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about Christmas Kitty, maybe on every episode. <laughs> every episode from now until forever. So, uh, well, I was thinking of this month because oh. you know what we're doing now. Ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas time. Not really, but we'll pretend. Oh, actually, you know what? We're recording this a month away from Christmas. Uh, yeah, exactly a month away from Christmas Eve. So, so it's pretty much... It's time. Okay, you know what? I always say, like, at least give me till November 25th. And we kind of did. Like, Although you've had Christmas lights up for a while. Yeah, but they're white. <laughs> Are you wearing a Christmas onesie currently? Just because it happens to be a print that is commonly associated with Christmas doesn't mean that I'm in full Christmas mode. Okay. You just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to like not over like shoot Christmas and then have you burn out in jolliness before Christmas actually happens. Yeah, you only have so much jolliness to go around, (laughs) especially me. Exactly. I like how on this podcast, I'm the Grinch because (laughs) I only give you 30 days of Christmas. (laughs) I own like 12 Christmas sweaters, but in this relationship, I'm the one that doesn't like Christmas. You know what we haven't done? What? Um, actually introduce this uh, podcast and start it properly. Oh, this is a podcast? Yeah. Oh. We're being recorded right now. Okay, perfect. So welcome everyone to a holly jolly episode of I Love This, You Should Too. I'm always waiting for that Christmas kitty and I'm your host, Indy Randawa. <laughs> and with me is my lovely co-host, Samantha, 60 Days of Christmas Randawa. That's me. Yeah, I'd start November 1st. No, that's that's too early. <laughs> I just love Christmas. And hopefully you do too, because we're doing all Christmas stuff today. Yes. What are we doing, Sam? Uh, we are both going to introduce two uh, Christmas songs that you can add to your rotation. And then I will be revealing what our Christmas watch for next week is. All right. Do you want to start us off with your Christmas song of the year? Or maybe not song of the year. One of your two picks, at least. Absolutely. So my first pick is Taylor Swift. 
Uh, second year in a row, I'm bringing a Taylor Swift Christmas song. We um, would expect nothing less. <laughs> well, she has an entire Christmas album that I haven't even gotten to yet. So we've got many years of Taylor Swift Christmas coming. Um, so this one is like a little bit different than your classic Christmas song or um, the Christmas song I brought last year. It's called Tis the Damn Season. And it is kind of a take on what happens when you return home for Christmas. Maybe you meet up with a former relationship um, and you know that everything that happens at home has to end by the time you return home for New Year's. And so you get this kind of look at what it's like to return home from your kind of adult life. Um, And she talks about sleeping till noon um, just because you can. Uh, She talks about uh, staying at her parents' house. Um, And she talks about uh, reminiscing about all of the old times in the city that she is visiting for the holidays. So this song is from Evermore, which was released in December 2020. And um, it's it's, uh, kind of a fun, dark Christmas song. So we could call it even, you could call me babe for the weekend. Tis a damn season right this time. I'm staying at my parents' house in the road, not taking looks real good now. And it always leads to you in my hometown. I parked my car right between the Methodist and the school that used to be ours. that one make you feel Christmassy? Not really, but it feels like, it kind of feels like that time between Christmas and New Year's, that like weird limbo week Mm. where there's like not much happening and lots of people have gone back to work and you're just kind of hanging out. It's a good hanging out song. It's a good hanging out song. Uh, She wrote it drunk in the middle of the night. (laughs) That's how writers write most of their stuff, I feel. Yeah. So... I enjoy this one. It may not be like a traditional Christmas Christmas song, but I, I like it. Nice. Yeah. What else you got? Give me your second Christmas song for this year. So my second thing of the year is nostalgic and very Christmassy. Um, so I think I was like nine, eight or nine, and I did a solo, a ballet solo to Sleigh Ride, the instrumental version. And... I kind of forgot that you have to listen to this song like 75 times a week until like April. (laughs) And so I did this solo to it. Wait, why do you have to do that? Because it was a competition. Oh, you have to. I had to. Okay. Um, So we were listening to Christmas music in April. So this one, um, I prefer the uh, one with no lyrics, just the... uh, 
orchestral instrumental version. But um, I like the use of um, horse sound effects and the like clip clops and um, the uh, kind of sleigh bells noise, which makes me feel very wintry. Classic. Classic. Very jazzy. Um, apparently, the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers says that Sleigh Ride is uh, one of the top 10 most performed songs written by one of its members. Um, so it was written by uh, Leroy Anderson in 1946. Um, the lyrics were added in 1950, and they were written by Mitchell Parrish. And um, it was first performed by the Boston Pops in 1948. So it's uh, it's a, one of the oldies. And the version we just listened to, John Williams had something to do with it because he's listed it as well. And when you start off with bassoons, I always feel like, ah, John Williams. <laughs> was that a bassoon? I don't know. It sounded it's, Star Warsy at the beginning. It did, actually. That's funny. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I really enjoy this one. It reminds me of being a little dancer. Do you still remember the dance? There was a lot of like jumping and galloping. So it was like, I was supposed to be in like a sleigh. I had a little fur hat and I had a little fur like muff. Are you going to be performing it this Christmas? No, I will not. (laughs) Why? Because I don't remember all the choreography. I'm sure you could just make it up. I'm sure. It's just a bunch of jumping and galloping. I heard. True, true. Um, but yes, I just remember my costume was very cute, and um, I uh, think I won a gold medal for it. So a gold medal in gallop, in galloping. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Indy, what have you got for us? I have two Christmas songs that are kind of R and B soul influenced ones. Ooh. So first, we have one that I actually probably sing quite a lot around the house, and that's Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home, first recorded by Darlene Love. So this was recorded for a 1963 Christmas compilation by Phil Spector. And uh, Phil Spector, of course, famous murderer. And now he's in jail still, or did he die? I don't actually know. Maybe he died in jail. But either way, he's a bad dude. But Darlene Love, she's cool. (laughs) So it wasn't terribly successful at first, but it's kind of like a Christmas standard now. Oh, totally. I feel like so many people have done a version of this, too. It was recorded in 63, but didn't make it to a Billboard chart until 2018. Really? Yeah, that's weird. And it's been covered by Mariah Carey, who does so much, Michael Buble, who... Does he just do Christmas albums now? And some other people as well.
So that's Christmas Baby Please Come Home, first recorded by Darlene Love in 1963. And Darlene Love has had a, a solid career as a lead singer, but she was also a famous backup singer, if you can be a famous backup singer, oh. and was featured in that documentary, 20 Feet from Fame. Is that what it's called? 20 Feet from Stardom. Ah. In uh, 2013, so it was about backup singers and the lives that they live being kind of right there, but right. not not but in not the spotlight. But not quite famous, yeah. Yeah. So she's in that. That's a good documentary if you want to check that out. And I think I have a special place in my heart for this song because she would come on David Letterman every year and sing this song. Oh, really? So I remember that growing up because huh. I loved Letterman as a child. <laughs> and also, if you don't know Darlene Love, you might recognize her as Murtaugh's wife from Lethal Weapon. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And it was at a time when there weren't a lot of uh, famous songs that were recorded by black artists. So she was kind of pioneering in that as well. Oh, that's amazing. But let's go on to number two. And we're still going to have a, a bit of a soul and R&B flavor, and we are going with This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Oh, this is another classic. It is. It was released in 1970, and pretty quickly after that, it kind of got its way in as being a, a bit of a standard at Christmas time. Does this one have lots of covers as well? I can't think of as many. Um, I feel like all the old standards do. That's true. Like, I, th I feel like this one is maybe not quite as much as the first one, but um, I've definitely heard uh, different versions of it. But Donny Hathaway was, he's kind of like a soul legend. His popular songs were The Ghetto, Someday We'll All Be Free, uh, Little Ghetto Boy, which also has the word ghetto in the title. <laughs> and he did a lot of work with Roberta Flack. Who oh, also does okay. some amazing stuff. So let's hear some of that. Yeah. Presents and cards are here. My world is filled with cheer and you. This Christmas, and as I look around, your eyes outshine the town they do. This Christmas, fireside's blazing bright. And you can hear some of his piano skills at work there. I assume he plays piano on it because he started off as a piano and keyboard player and did stuff with Curtis Mayfield and a lot of other big names. Like I think he played piano for Aretha Franklin early in his career. Oh. So he recorded this in uh, 1970. Right. It didn't chart until 2020. That's crazy. Yeah, it's weird some of these songs that are getting kind of a resurgence yeah. with how we listen to music and all the streaming now. But in uh, 1970, when he recorded this, it was kind of a, a darker time for him. He went through some 
bouts of severe depression. And then in 1971, he was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. Oh, wow. And he had uh, high points and low points over the next few years because of sometimes the medicine was working, sometimes he wasn't taking it. And eventually he ended up jumping out of the fifth story window of a hotel in New York. And uh, that's how he died, I think, in 1979. That's so sad. It is. He had a really interesting but sad life towards the he end. He never got to see his song chart. But it was it was successful, okay, though, at okay. his time. <laughs> I think just how we're measuring things are, is a little different now because then I'm not sure how it works, but you probably weren't buying his Christmas album True. as much. Like sometimes it's one song that gets big. Right. And now that we are like streaming-based, people can play just the one song. Yeah, and you can add it to a playlist and you can listen to a bunch of different stuff. I did look up um, who's done... Uh, covers of this songs the temptation gladys knights patty labelle and christina aguilera are notable people who have done covers of this Ooh, song some big voices there <laughs> yeah big voices but i can see like this is a song that would lend itself well to those like big vocal runs and stuff mm-hmm. so i think i can see this being a very good um song for strong singers I'm going to have to listen to some of those because that sounds interesting. And I kind of only know this one. Yeah, but this is a classic and I do love this one. And I I feel like it's less annoying. Yeah. Like it's fun to listen to. And I feel like I could listen to this one a few times without being like, oh, my God. This a, one again. Put a different song on. Because, yeah, it's just like, it's a smooth, it's nice like, song. Yeah, and it's got a lot of different things. It's got like the instrumental break. It's got like... It's still fun and has some energy to it, but yeah. it's not like saccharine Christmas. Yes. And... Yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. I really like this one a lot. I agree. So that's This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. And check out some of his other music. He had some some really good stuff in the early 70s. And since I mentioned the early 70s, that means it's time. (laughs) Samantha, what are we going to watch? So I was trying really hard not to get Christmassy before, and I kind of shot myself in the foot because I didn't pre-watch any Christmas movies that are like current because I know the last couple of years I've been bringing like a newer Christmas movie. But you do have so many Christmas movies from the last like three years. True. But I'm not doing any of those. you're going further back. I'm going further back. Um, I feel like you might hate this movie. All right. I also <laughs> have not seen it, I think, since it was new. Oh, no. Um, so we are going to be watching the 2006 romantic comedy film written, produced, and directed by Nancy Myers, The Holiday. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I have not seen it. Tell me if this is correct. Okay. Jack Black's in it. Yes. Okay. So we have uh, two people and they get like switched where they're going and they each get put into a a house where they normally wouldn't be. And then they fall in love with the person who's also there and it's Christmas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But we have two (laughs) very, in my mind, very disparate Men, because I do not like Jack Black. That's why I'm a little worried. The about other it. person, though, I think is is it Jude Law? It's Jude Law. I love Jude Law. So it's Jack Black, Jude Law, Kate, Kate Winslet, Winslet, right, and uh, Cameron Diaz. Huh. So it's Cameron Diaz actually has, I think, a very interesting I career like when she. Her. 
When she's good, she is very good. Yes. She's not always good. No. But Kate Winslet, though, I think is always good. Yeah. So I'm... Wait, wait, wait. Who gets Jude Law and who gets Jack Black? Because one of those, like, that's not a fair trade. We'll figure it out when we watch it. I can't picture either one of them with... Uh... <laughs> is Kate Winslet British? Yes. And Jude Law's British? Yes. So I imagine they're the two Brits, so then they split and it goes American-Brit, American-Brit. Yes. Oh, poor Kate Winslet. She can do so much better. <laughs> um, Yeah, so I haven't seen this since it came out, I think. So I'm a little, like, worried that it's going to be, like, real bad. Mm-hmm. But I liked it when it came out, I think, so... That is your slogan on this podcast. <laughs> or it was for a good while. I liked it when it came out, at least. <laughs> yeah. So who knows what we're going to say next week after we've watched it. What did you like about it? Um, I think this might have been one of the first like romantic comedy Christmas movies, like specifically Christmas. And I think I just liked the novelty of it being at Christmas. Okay. So the selling point is it is Christmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, and I... I I feel like in 2006, I was going to see like anything that was like a romantic comedy. So I feel like maybe I enjoyed going to movies by myself more than I actually enjoyed the movies. But we'll see what I think after I watch it again. I'm going to leave that up to next week me. (laughs) I like that you're half apologizing already. Because I don't know. <laughs> no, you need to double down on things. You're like, this movie's great. Here's why it's great. And the, or you can feel like, it has Christmas. I don't know. I saw it once. I so it, it like must have been all right. 18 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's a uh, who knows kind of thing. But I like the switching places. I like um, the idea of people being in an unfamiliar environment and um, I tend to like most of these actors. So, are there a lot of cream-colored turtlenecks? The, my, one or two. Are there lots of kitchen scenes? Oh, maybe I don't remember. That's what I remember from Nancy Myers from. Oh yes, the movies you've shown right. me. Right. Oh, and the other thing is, it easily forty-five minutes too long. Um, I don't know. It's 136 minutes long. What? Why? I don't know. A Christmas romantic comedy does not need to be, what is that, two hours and 16 minutes? That's too long. That is, that's a very long movie. I'm a little worried. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you're not the most confident. Nope, I'm not. But you're open. It might be great. Um, if you are an avid listener to our show, you will know Nancy Myers from Something's Gotta Give and The Parent Trap, which we have done previously. And uh, yeah, so let's see how this movie is. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> let's see how this movie is, everyone. <laughs> are you uh, cautiously optimistic like me? You know what? I, I flipped real quick. <laughs> I went from being like, oh, but it'll probably be fun. And then you said it's over two hours long. And then I just went with, why? Why would this be that long? I need to stop telling you the length of movies. But then the whole movie, I'll be like, why is this still going? (laughs) 
I don't know. Maybe I should have picked something else, but we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it's it. It's going to be great. It's going to be something. It's going to be. It might be great. <laughs> it might be great. Might be ridiculous. We might um, be singing its praises next week. Who it's knows? Very possible. That would be a, a true Christmas miracle. A true Christmas miracle. Okay. Well, we will see you next week when we discuss 2006, The Holiday. It'll probably have uh, two nice houses in it. Probably, yeah. And it'll probably have some good outfits that are very light in color. Yes, <laughs> some very beige outfits. Okay, ho, ho, ho. Bye. <laughs> you just, <laughs> yours was <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Singing deck the halls, but it's not like Christmas at all. And bring you a hear of the fun we had last year.